morning. Welcome to Caring Community Church and our 40th anniversary. So glad to see you all. My name is Dan Omer and I represent the local board of administration and I think today is going to be a great day. You know, today we're going to celebrate faithfulness. Today we're going to celebrate the blessings and the blessings are going to be in the form of words in the form of songs, in the form of giving. And when we get all done, there's going to be a feast out back, and we're looking forward to it. It should be a great day. So if you were here in the 80s, we, and I do mean everyone in here, owes you a debt of gratitude. All right? Yeah, round of applause. Round of applause. If, if you were the first perp- person baptized... Or if you're the most recent baptized, Jimmy Dillion, I see you here, Band of Brothers, two weeks ago. Thank you, Jimmy. And the good news is, we think we're just getting started. We think there's a few more people that need Christ in their life. We really do. And we think there's opportunities in our surrounding areas. So that's exciting. So today's celebration, it's going to be a little longer than normal. If you're used to being here for 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, uh, it's going to go a little longer. But the fact of the matter is, it's going to go quickly. And you will not forget this day. So that's why we're glad you're here. Now, we tried to think of everything. And I'm sure there's some things that we didn't think of. But this is a little bit of a, somewhat of a casual day. Which means, if, uh, if you need to stretch your legs... Jump up and stretch your legs. If you need to go out and get a little bit to drink, we've got some drinks that are out there. We've got some snacks that are out there. And don't make me, the, make me be the first to go out and get a snack, okay? Someone's got to break the ice. So it's all there uh, for you. We hope you enjoy it. Now today, Linda and Kathleen are going to be our MCs. They're going to guide us through this uh, service that we have, uh, through songs, through interviews, through videos, along with the tech team. So we've got a lot of things that are planned, and we're really excited that we're going to get through it. John Yerku, raise your hand. John. John is going to help with our speakers. So if you've agreed to speak, you're going to want to make your way towards John during the decade that you're scheduled to speak, because once the music gets done, he's going to bring you around, and you'll come right out, and we're going to, we're going to work through it. Like I said, we've tried to think of a lot of things, and we're looking forward to the feast in front of us. The book of Lamentations, the third chapter, 22 through 24, says, The Lord's kindness never fails. If he had not, if he had not been merciful, we would have all been destroyed. The Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. Deep in my heart, I say, the Lord is all I need. I can depend upon him. Our first speaker this morning comes from the Great Lakes region, which is the body that we report up to. Craig Raymond is a husband to Ashley, a father to a six-year-old Julia. He's a former financial advisor, a church planter, and an executive planter or executive pastor. Currently the chief of staff for the Great Lakes region. Craig loves the local churches. He loves helping others reach the lost for Jesus. So, Craig. Thank you. So grateful to be here this morning celebrating with, with all of you. I have 
barely managed to be alive for much more than 40 years. So to, to start a church and to journey with a community and reach the lost and watch not just individuals and not just families be restored and, and brought into full and eternal life, but to, to see a legacy in a community. I, I am part of a family where uh, a pastor and his, his spouse and a church reached out to my great-grandparents in Traverse City, Michigan, in a Pilgrim Holiness Church um, about 80 years ago. And that pastor and his wife and that church has no idea that they've impacted my life. Four, gen, four generations later, they have no idea that, I, that, that God allowed me to, to be a part of a, a church plant in Madison, Wisconsin. And that there are people there that know Jesus because of their faithfulness 80 years ago. And so I say that just to say thank you, Pastor Steve and Diana. Thank you for 40 years of faithfulness. Thank you for, I mean, it's just really unheard of. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a church, and the founding pastor was there uh, and his wife for 32 years. And that feels like that's unheard of. So I just think, like, 40 is just unbelievable. It's just, it's amazing. So thank you. Thank you. There, we, as pastors, we, we can have conversations sometimes uh and, and I don't mean, I, don't, I hope this comes across the right way. I have no idea. We have no idea of the investment that they've made. The, the pain they've endured as, they've, as they have followed Christ and been obedient for 40 years. And there's a lot of really great things, don't get me wrong. But the things that... The, the things that, that a faithful follower of Christ endures as they're obedient for, for 40 years. I mean, it's just incredible. So I'll stop there. The one thing I just, uh, I, I was talking with your vice chair uh, who introduced me. And I uh, just wanted to let you know, we're, we love you. We are in the midst of, uh, we have a transition team that's helping with succession planning and we do that a lot. We have a lot to learn and a lot to grow in. But we, I, I, our team that handles that is awesome. They love Jesus. They have a great process. And we just want to come alongside you and serve you in that. Today is about celebration, but I just want, did want to let you know we're here to serve you. We love you. And we're just so grateful for Pastor Steve and Diana and all of your faithfulness. So thank you. They asked me to pray, so I'm definitely going to do that. That's going to be important. So, all right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love. You are, you are so faithful. Great is your faithfulness. And that we, that you, that you allow us, that you invite us to participate in your mission of seeking and saving the lost, of, of going and making disciples and teaching them uh, 
everything you've command to obey everything you've commanded us. God, what an amazing invitation to be your son or daughter. That you love us, that you forgive us, that you show us the way that we get to do this with you. What an amazing church. What amazing leadership. What an amazing congregation. Um, God, I, I just am thrilled to be here. I'm so thankful for these, these folks. I pray that you would bless them. And, and as Dan said, this is just the beginning. God, um, may your Holy Spirit be here. May we honor you. May we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hour, a couple of hours here, and um, I don't want to just get bogged down with technology. So we're going to move through each decade and have the opportunity to talk about some of the big, big milestones that happened during that decade. And then we're going to interview people who were here during that decade, sing music that was... Um, influential or popular or meaningful to this church during that decade. Uh, And then we're going to move from decade to decade. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. So some of you might say, you know, between 1981 and 1991, I wasn't even born. Why is that important to me? Well, sometimes history is actually important and you can learn a thing or two. So I hope that you won't fall asleep while we're talking to people who were here in that first decade. I think about for 1981, I was a junior in high school. And so I think back to that, those, uh, that year, I was just a snotty nosed teenager. And yet there was this young couple in Albion, Michigan, who was starting a church that would have a significant impact on my life. So the Lord was just barely getting a hold of my heart. And yet this young couple came to Albion, Michigan. So they came here um, in January of 1981. They moved into a trailer in a trailer park, and they started a care group in their home, in their mobile home in February. In March, they began to strategize about how they could have their first service and launch the church that they were trying to plant. And then they decided they would, after Mother's Day in May, they would have their first service. So that was going to be their launch date. They hadn't thought about where exactly they were going to put this launch. They knew a lot of churches in the 80s were meeting in schools, and so they just kind of made the assumption that they'd find a school and they'd launch in a school. Well, it turned out here in Albion, they had the schools had not had a good experience with uh, churches meeting in school facilities, so they got turned down by the schools. And in fact, they went around town asking a variety of facilities, can we meet in your facility? And they got a lot of no's. So they're down to their last two choices. That was meet in the Holiday Inn or meet at the funeral home. I can just imagine church at the funeral home. (laughs) So they went to the Holiday Inn and the Holiday Inn was willing, willing to rent half of the ballroom and one motel room to them to meet for church. And that's what they started off with. But apparently there was some confusion. They, they were wanting a weekly commitment. The motel didn't understand that. So part of those first six weeks of church happened in the park because they couldn't actually have the ballroom, the half of the ballroom and the motel room. So imagine you're a young couple in your 20s, full of faith, believing in God, but that's your church launch. looks a little different than maybe a church launch in the 2020s, right? But God was faithful to them in that first part of uh, their ministry, and within the first year, in January of 1982, 
um, the, the Methodist Church here in Albion, uh, Dr. David Evans, approached them and said, you know, we've got this fellowship hall, and um, it's available. The church that had been meeting in there had started their own building or had moved into a different place. Would you like to be in Wesley Chapel in the fellowship hall? And after some prayer and discussion and, you know, is this a good fit for us, they decided to move there, and it became the home of this church for 10 years, so from uh, 82 until, like, 92 that was the home of Caring Community Church meeting at the university or the, the chapel at United Methodist Church here in town. Uh, the first mission statement came in 1987, and that was after some key leaders of the church actually had decided to leave and start another church. And so there was some turmoil at that point. And um, pastor was challenged by the district superintendent at that time. The man's name was... Dr. Wayne Schmidt. I wasn't here, right? I was back in New, I was back in New Mexico still growing up. So Dr. Wayne Schmidt um, challenged the church at that time to create a vision statement. And their vision statement was reaching up to become people of God, reaching in to become people of integrity, reaching out to become people of influence. A lot of us probably remember that vision statement because it stayed for quite a long time. Um, and so those are some of the big milestones from that first 10 years as the church began to get underway, get its feet on the ground, and to begin to have people come. So we're going to share with you a video. Um, no, actually, I think Spence is going to come up, and I'm going to start with him and interviewing him. So, Spence, if you come back up here with me. So, Spence, I want you to share with us, when was it you started to attend Caring Community? I made some notes here. Um, It was the uh, third Sunday in October of 1982, which is actually October 17th, 1982. And... Uh, I was out of work for six months at that time and looking for work and could not find anything at all. And um, within two weeks, I started a new new job. And uh, it um, I stayed at that job for 20 years, two months, and 27 days. <laughs> And I actually shut the lights off when they closed the business, but, okay. All right, so Spence, can you tell me what has it meant to you to be part of Caring Community Church basically the last 39 years? Um, It's a tough question, but yet it isn't a tough one. Um, It's given me a firm foundation to draw um, from... Uh, I always, you know, believed that I was a good person. But um, it taught me that there's more to that. Um, And that um, there's more to believe in. Um, And also, um, there's a few Sundays in that time that I've missed um, not many, but there was been a few, and usually it was because of fishing, which which is good. But uh, um, 
whenever I'm not here, I feel like my week is not complete. Anyway, so that's pretty much that. And can you tell me, what are you looking forward to in the future, uh, for the future of this ministry in this church? I'm glad I made notes. Um, I'd like to see um, our church uh, continue to be um, a beacon of light and a safe haven for the families of our community. And um, I would like to see more outreach in our community uh, so we can touch and show more people uh, the uh, love of Christ and um, make disciples. Okay. Uh, I would like to see us start streaming our services online. Um, and it's not so people could stay home and watch, but it is so the people that can't come could stay home and watch and, and be safe. Um, and also, it would give them a feeling that uh, they still belong, and it would make them want to come in person uh, to see what to see what they're missing. And. Uh, Last but not least, uh, in about maybe 10 to 20 years, um, I would like uh, for maybe if the Lord continues to bless us, um, see another um, building expansion. So that's pretty much it. All right. Go ahead, Matthew. Hi, Caring Community Church. Sure wish I could be with you today, but know that I am there with you in spirit and I'm praying for you. I first started coming to Caring Community Church in 1982. I came with my son and my husband at the time and I felt right at home, felt so welcome there and knew that this is where I belonged. I have the privilege and the honor of being the very first person to be saved. It was the beginning of the foundation of my faith and my walk with God, um, culminating in a real and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I love him so much. The church has been with me. They have walked beside me and prayed with me and supported me. And uh, when the time came when the Lord told me it was time to move away, they loved me enough to, to let me go and to, and they sent me off with prayers and blessings. I will always carry Caring Community Church in my heart. It's the foundation of who I am in Christ Jesus. My prayer for Caring Community as it goes into the future is that there will be a God-ordained succession and that the new pastor will be an answer to years of dedicated prayer by many faithful people that you will continue to reach and touch generations to come. I love you all so much, and I miss you. God bless you. And now Ron. Come join me. Come over here. All right. So this is Ron Owens. Ron, when did you start attending Caring Community? Uh, 1985, mid-year or sometime. 
Great. And can you tell me what has Caring Community Church meant to you? Uh, it, it, it's, it's been the companion, the comfort, and the guidance through all the seasons of my life, which include my uh, accepting Christ as my Savior, being baptized by Pastor Steve, uh, his performing the marriage of all four of our daughters. Uh, he dedicated all nine of our grandchildren. Uh, they were the church was here through the three years that Bobby fought her cancer. Uh, her service was performed here in this church. Uh, uh, and in fact, last summer he married my oldest uh, grandchild. So they've been everything through all the seasons of our lives. So can you tell me, as we look toward the future, um, what would you hope for? What would you pray for? What I've been praying for is that uh, we continue to provide that comfort, companionship, support uh, for all the families that are going to be here for the next 40 or 50 or 60 or 80 or 100 years. Uh, and, and I also uh, pray that we'd be more aggressive in and following Christ's Great Commission, that's to seek out the lost, to bring more people in here to understand the, the value and the comfort of being part of a church family that really is a community of loving individuals. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Ron. Good morning. I'm and my husband Jack and I have been attending Caring Community Church for about 34 years. We were a young couple who needed a children's ministry for our young family at the time, and um, we found out about Caring Community Church through Susan Turner, and she would enthusiastically tell about Pastor Steve and uh, the family and the ministries at church, and we paid a visit here. We repeated our visits, and before long, we were staying. The children uh, were learning, Jack and I were being fed, and the congregation was full of warm hospitality. All three kids became involved with things all the way through the years. The first thing was the Christmas musical, Arch the Angel, and Lonnie, our middle child, was seven years old, and she and Amy Turner, that was Amy Owens then, sang a duet. Our hopes for the future and prayers are that Caring Community Church will maintain fundamental biblical teachings and with practical applications to real life, and that we will always have a full, abundant children's ministry and to continue the warm hospitality that we have always felt here for all who enter our doors. Caring Community Church has always been our anchor, our lighthouse. We're so thankful for it. First of all, back in the day, um, oh, I got my glasses on. We were young, and it's hard to believe how the time has passed. I even went to uh, one of Steve's softball games held at the uh, ball arena, or ball arena, yeah, 
the ball field next to um, the armory, as well as we also had a co-ed volleyball team that we played at um, First Baptist. And a lot of the congregation at that time, we all played. And it's just humbling that the time has gone by when you never had to take ibuprofen. But now, <laughs> ibuprofen, along with hair color and cheaters, are at the top of the grocery list. So I just wanted to, um, our lives have been really intertwined, but I'm highlighting some really important things that have happened in my life for choosing this church. And uh, so here it goes. Good morning. I'm honored to share how Pastor Stephen Schaaf, along with his wife, Diana, faithfully by his side, influenced my life. Not only as an amazing couple, an example of the love between a husband and wife, they themselves were in the midst of raising their two daughters, Jessica and Nicole. Their obedience to God's calling to start Karen Community Church in Elby, Michigan, the impact it had. Their love of God, his son Jesus, the teachings from the Bible, along with the love of this congregation, is evidence of their ministry. I accepted Jesus when I was 16. Um, He is the Lord and Savior of my life. But I had not yet found a home church. See, it's all about choices. I thank God, Pastor Stephen Diana's choice was to obey his calling and that I chose to attend. Here's my story. I was, 26, I was 26 years old and employed at Oakland Hospital as a phlebotomist. There I met lab technician Stephen Sleeper. He invited me to church. Caring Community, Caring community Church. I attended. A peace came over me, and I knew this was going to be my home church. As stated earlier, church service was held in a room um, at the Methodist Church. In 1986-87, Karen Community Church had a progressive dinner. I met Karen and Bob Adams. They told me about their cousin, Bill Carr. Set us up on a blind date. (laughs) November 26, 1988, Pastor Steve performed our wedding ceremony. It was beautiful. Diana and Karen both sang at, that, at our wedding. This year I will be married to Bill 33 years. <clears throat> July 2nd, 1991, our only child, Naomi Danae Carr, was born. A couple of weeks later, Steve dedicated her. Knowing I would soon be returning to work in six weeks at Oakdale Large Animal Clinic, Susie Solis offered to babysit Naomi. They loved her as part of their family. Susie homeschooled. As Naomi began to grow, she learned the discipline of the family. They even had a desk with her name on it. Where Susie's children, when Susie was doing their lessons, Naomi would have lessons also. When Naomi was around four, Becky Ortez watched her. Her family also loved and nurtured her. Between the two of these loving families, Naomi was well-prepared for kindergarten. David Murray approached me one day after service. 
Knowing Naomi would soon be starting kindergarten, he told me about Jackson Christian School. Excuse me, Jackson Baptist School, later to become Jackson Christian. This is where Dave and Jan sent their daughters, Megan and Ann. Naomi started in the fall of 1996, graduated in 2009. In 1996, Becky again met a significant need along with her friend Anna, assisting us in the care of Bill's father and mother. In 1997, the men attended a Promise Keepers rally. What an impact. In 1998, on the 9th day of August, Bill and I were baptized at the family pool of Ron Owens, who graciously opened this up for us to have this service. In the year 2000, on the 6th day of August, our daughter Naomi was baptized at this same pool. 2013, Bill and I renewed our wedding vows. Pastor Steve performed this ceremony at a surprise 25th wedding anniversary given by Naomi, along with the help of Karen and Bob Adams and Karen and Jim Pusey. I've had many opportunities here to serve from being a leader at Vacation Bible School, teaching Sunday school, being co-leader in youth group, being part of a Bible study and small groups, going on a mission trip, and even meeting congregational needs. It's all about lives touching lives. This is how God works. I'm closing it like this. I'm closing to some... Okay, I'm closing. I'd like to sum it up this way. Pastor Steve and Diana to two very precious people who have carried the shepherd's staff for 40 years. It is now your turn to leave it to another. Knowing your flock is healthy and well prepared for a new pastor to pick up the staff to shepherd us. Thank you for everything and may God continue to bless you. In this new phase of your life, I love you both. I'm eternally grateful for your ministry. I got to answer the question. What would I like to see for the future of Caring Community Church, the legacy of this church to continue? To the new pastor, time. And our, and our congregation to adjust. This is where the health, healthy and well-prepared come into play, with the gentle guidance of the board assisting with this transition. May we continue to trust God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that... People through thousands of years have worshipped you as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah God Almighty. We thank you that we can worship you this morning. You are dear, you are precious, you're a friend and a brother. And as we bring these memories around, Father, we know that you're the God who created every moment, every precious relationship, Lord God, every moment of worship. And we thank you for those things that are so precious to us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Good. 
Okay. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's my job to um, read or go over the milestones from our second decade, which is 1991 to 2001. So in 91, as was mentioned, we had the infamous walk, which included all the ages from kids all the way up to some senior citizens. We walked from our rented space at Albion College to our building right here on Irwin Ave. It was quite a walk, and it was quite an event as we celebrated just being able to be in our own building. I'm sure a lot of you remember that. In 1997, uh, more than 20 men from Caring Community Church went to Washington, D.C. to participate in the Promise Keepers One Million Men March. And as they shared the pictures from that weekend, it was incredible to see our guys alongside a million men um, worshiping the Lord and learning and praying and being faithful to what God had for them. And they brought that back with them to share with us. In 1997 also, um, Diana Schaaf, she began a ladies group called Women of Influence. It was a monthly book study with discussion on how to build Christian women leaders. We met in various homes, shared a meal, shared our comments from our book reading, and just shared relationships with each other. And it was an incredible beginning of uh, really growing our ladies' ministry here at the church. Thank you, Diana. In 1998, Joshua's Men began, which was a men's leadership group. And I just have to say this for some humor, but... You'll notice the men always start after the ladies. (laughs) I'm just saying. We lead the way. Anyways, in spring of 2000, we started our Experiencing God study. This was led by our infamous Pastor Steve, and it was really an amazing study. We, We like to say that it was one of the most significant seasons of spiritual renewal in the history of our church. A couple of the key phrases that we took away from that study, and I know a lot of you will will, uh, remember this, is see where God is working and join him there. Really, that says it all, right? And a real personal love relationship with God. It's not just about your mom's faith. It's not about your brothers or your sisters, your aunt and uncles, your neighbors. It's about your real and personal love relationship with God. And after this um, Experiencing God study, it led us to a discussion and later implementation of our um, it's expanded 4th of July fireworks outreach, which, as you guys know, put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears making that happen and pulling that off every year. Hopefully we'll get to do that again this year. But that showed to me and I hope hopefully to you that By being faithful in learning and studying the Bible and accompanying books that go with that, we have to be faithful and do the work, not just take it all in like a sponge, but actually do the work. And and sometimes we have 300, 400 people here at Fourth of July, maybe more. But um, it really is a great outreach um, that we began with from being faithful with that book study. So... I would like to introduce Craig Turner. So, Craig, yes. am I supposed to use? No, I don't need one. I don't need one, right? Yeah, you do. 
Yeah. This one? So, Craig. So, Linda. When did you first start attending Caring Community Church? When my mom told me I had to. <laughs> Which might have been when? Last week? No. Uh, November of 1982. Okay. And can you share with us a little bit about what Caring Community Church has meant to you and your family? It's, it's meant the whole world. I mean, it, as soon as, uh, well, the first month was over, I think, that we started church, um, it was just a foundation that we kept building on, and it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, it's meant everything. Whatever. Come on. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, all right. So anyway, um, awesome foundation um, to start with. So, and it's been that way all the way through uh, my grandson Carson so far. So great. And what would you like to see the future of Caring Community Church look like? Just staying Christ-centered, family-focused. Just staying that way. Spence, I love the addition thing, but that's a lot of work, buddy. <laughs> I'd love to see the expansion. Um, you know, when we first took the wall down, down this hallway, because there was not enough room for these kids to get in, it's like, you can't deny kids, you know. Um, more computers, Damien, we're building computers, Spence, we're building computers, we're pushing walls down, you know, Ed and Alan. Um, just, just keep moving, you know, in that direction. That's the only way you can move to keep a community rolling. Like Spence says, more community outreach is awesome, but you've got to have a place to put them, too. <laughs> All so, right. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yes. Yep. Our next special guest is Mr. Ruben Rubio. Do you need this? Or are you on? Uh, sure. Okay. What year did you first start coming to Caring Community? We started coming in 1996. And um, I think Pastor was really happy because there were six of us, seven said after that, we bumped the church attendance like 5% right off the bat, hit all those Wesleyan benchmarks, you know, first year. Absolutely. So that's right. And then we added a couple more. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we've been here since 1996. And it's funny because, Linda, we were at the 20th reunion or the 20th celebration. And I remember thinking, wow, there's all these pictures of people we don't know and stuff we didn't do and celebration of things we didn't be involved in. But you hang around long enough, and suddenly you're in the second decade of existence of the church, and not just the newbie. Awesome. So, great. I have. I'm Mike. Oh, you are. That's right. <laughs> but thank you. And um, what would you like to see for the future? Or what is caring community? Sorry. What is caring community meant to you and your family? Well, I, I, I think the multi generational. I think it would also be in effect for us uh, now that we've been here a while. And we have children and grandchildren that consider this place their church home. Um, I think that says that says a lot right there. But it's the grounding. I think uh, Pastor Steve and Diana have built a very firm foundation. Some of the things that we've discussed and some of the things that will be discussed in the next uh, little bit of today, I think, have made a big impact. I guess the biggest thing I can say is when you take off and you're gone for a few years and you come back and you decide to come back where you were, that kind of there's an opportunity to do something different. Right. But but. We didn't take that opportunity, so here we are again. Well, we're glad you're back. Um, what are your future insights, or how? What are your vision for? What is your vision for caring community in the future? 
Linda, I'm going to defer that question for two weeks, because in two weeks, I have the privilege of, of uh, being the, the, the guest speaker at the service in two weeks. So if you want to know the, my answer to that question, I'll see you in two weeks. Oh, gosh, I get it. OK, here, I'll take that. Thank you. And here is Becky Zona. So um, welcome, Becky. And when did you first start attending, Becky? I'm not like Spence. I don't remember exactly, but I know it was like 1983, 84. I was in high school. So. I'm going to take your mask off or no? No. Okay. And what um, has Caring Community meant to you and your family? Um, Caring Community, I mean, it, we've been here 30 years plus years. So married here. My kids were baptized here. Um, this is the church where I grew spiritually. I was just thinking the other day, 30 years um, working in children's ministry. Jessica and Joaquin were like my first group of kids um, that I worked with. Um, this is the place where I learned to worship. It's the place where I learned that church is more about just going. It's about serving. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's where I learned that. Uh, my relationship with Christ is my own. Um, even though I grew up in the church since I was born, it's where I learned that, you know, that I made that choice for myself to grow and learn in him. Awesome. So. And what are your wishes for the future of Caring Community? Um, I, I like to see the, I pray that the church continues to be that for generations to come, that it's a place where people can develop their own real personal life-changing relationship with Christ, that they continue to grow um, in that relationship, and that this body helps people do that. That's awesome. Thank you, Becky. This lady needs no introduction, but this is Barb Densmore. And Barb, could you share with us when you first started coming? Yes, it was the first Sunday in September of 1990. Okay, great. And um, what has Caring Community Church meant to you and your family? Well, I struggled over this as well, so okay. I'm, I wrote it out because I tend to wander and... Okay. Through the ministry of this church body, with the guidance of our pastor, I have been challenged to evaluate the traditions I had been following before I started attending here to see if they were consistent with the entire Word of God. In searching the Bible, some of them were and some of them weren't. So I made some adjustments in my thinking and my actions. I have gained a clearer picture of God's path for me. I've also been encouraged to experience what Christ-like love and forgiveness should look like how it should react, and how it should respond. I'm continually challenged to grow in my knowledge of Christ and his word and grow in my relationship with Christ and others. Therefore, my relationship with my family has been impacted in a positive fashion. I certainly have not arrived, but I'm not where I used to be. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much. Those were nice words. And um, what do you have in store? What is your vision for the future? What would you like to see? I had the privilege of serving on the LBA during the time period that they actually created the new mission statement. And so my prayer and my vision for this ministry is that we would be a Christ-centered, family-focused community 
where people of all ages are invited and welcomed and challenged to passionately, passionately live out a love relationship with God, spreading his word to this world and the world beyond us. Wow. Couldn't be better said, right? Thank you, Barb. Okay, we have some photos to watch and then more songs. So as we moved into the third decade, 2001 to 2011, I'm going to cover some of the things that really covered all the decades. And one of those things is Christmas musicals. So you saw some really cute, cute pictures so far of children in Christmas musicals. And so those started, Diana actually learned a lot about hosting Christmas musicals before the church ever started. She worked with Anne O'Dell. She learned about costuming. She learned about wrangling children, which is a skill all in and of itself. Um, and so she brought that to this ministry, and through the decades, there has been Christmas musicals many, many years um, involving children, involving adults, involving the whole church, basically, a lot of the times. And it's been just full of memories and full of fun, one of the, the most precious things to me in my heart. Um, and then we've taken those to nursing homes. I mean, we've gone a lot of places with those Christmas musicals. Another outreach ministry that we've had a, a great time over the years doing is Vacation Bible School. And again, you're seeing a lot of Vacation Bible School pictures. So when those first started, because there was not a facility, those were backyard Bible clubs. And those backyard Bible clubs would meet at different people's homes throughout the community in the summertime. And there's actually a group from Indiana, a little shout out to Indiana, um, that would come up and they would do, say for like a week, and that would be their outreach helping the church do backyard Bible clubs. Once we moved into this facility, then Vacation Bible School got going in the facility. And really there was uh, Kathy Reeves helped us get going with something called Marketplace A29 AD. And you saw some costumes, people dressed up in muslin, right, to look like like people from, you know, back in uh, Bible times. And we did a lot of things that was kind of reenacting. We had tents that blew away uh, out in the yard. Lots of reenactment, getting your feet in the mud and making bricks and making bread and all of those kinds of things. So wonderful years of VBS. Um, and then you also have heard already defining the logo and vision statement. So in 2002, we changed from that reaching up, reaching in, reaching out to, I couldn't say it nearly as well as Barb did, but I'm going to repeat it because it's significant, right? It's, it's something that's part of our culture here at Caring Community, and that is, it is our vision to create a Christ-centered, family-focused environment where people of all ages are invited, welcomed, and challenged to live out a passionate love relationship with God. And you hear that, you've already heard it several times from this platform, and you'll continue to hear it because it is part of our ethos. Um, with that, there was a heart logo. The, the heart logo is that little heart with the people, the family inside of it. It had the reaching up, reaching in, reaching out in its first version. Now it has the tagline, Christ-centered, family-focused. And that all happened like in 2002. 2004, the church took a trip to Kentucky, and we did a mission trip. Um, and there's a lot of stories that could go with that. So if you want to hear some stories, ask Pastor about putting sewage-covered nails in his mouth. Or ask me <laughs> about almost backing our 12-passenger van off the side of a mountain. Okay, I'm going to save those stories for as we have lunch together. Because um, there's just not enough time to share all of those. Uh, one thing I will share is that when you take 20 people away and you have them do ministry together, they learn a lot about each other. 
They learn a lot about ministry. They learn a lot about flexibility. And I think we were changed at least as much as anybody we were trying to reach out to, maybe more than they were changed. And it was a really great experience. Um, and then also in 2004, we started some small group Bible studies. The Densmores to this day host a small group Bible study in their home. I don't know if it's been on pause for COVID maybe. But um, 2004 is when they started that, and they've hosted a, a small group Bible study all these years since then. There was another one that started at the Reeves home in 2004, and that one kind of moved to the Rubio house after it stopped at the Reeves, and then it moved to the Wetzel house, and then it moved to the Yerku house, and I think eventually it, it, it kind of died out. So those are a couple of small group outreaches um, that were going on. So one of the things we wanted to make sure to do during this service was just to remember some folks that are no longer with us. You know, part of what ministry about is about is reaching hearts for Christ. And when we accept Jesus in our heart, we know that that's not just for today or tomorrow, but that's for eternity. And um, so this is a hard part for me. There's just the blessing of knowing that we have eternity in Christ, of knowing that we're eternally together in the body of Christ. To me, that's a comfort when we move from church to church because you make those close relationships and it's hard to leave people you love behind. And I think, wow, what a great reunion in heaven to be with those people. But there's some in these pictures that are no longer with us. And sometimes it makes you sad to miss those people. And so I'm going to ask anybody who's lost a member of the church by the way, I brought these as show and tell. This, these were little VBS toys that are now bathtub toys at our house. Anyway, anybody who's lost somebody um, at this church, this was made for me by um, Dolly Isham. It's a prayer shawl, and she knit it for me. And so that's somebody I'm remembering today. If you have someone who went to this church that you've lost, I'm going to ask you to stand. And we're just going to have a moment to remember them. And... Um, I realize my phone is over there and I'm over here. Would you bring me my phone so I can read the scripture? It's in the back, right there. Thank you, honey. So we just have a moment of silence remembering those who um, have been with us and are no longer with us. And then I'm going to read scripture to close that. Father, we just stand before you. For a moment, remembering those who you've brought to us. We thank you for our family members, Lord, for our friends who are part of this church, who um, ministered with us side by side, who are part of our families, Lord God, who've gone to be with you. We thank you that they got to take our earlier flight home. And we miss them, but we look forward to that reunion. Father, when we get to go home and be with them as well. All these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen.
And if you'd like to watch more of those memorial slides, those will be out in the lobby later. Um, all right, so we've got some more folks to talk with, and we're going to start with a video. Hey, it's Jason and Valerie Stark, and we're coming to you from Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury Theological Seminary. So I began attending Caring Community, I think in 2001, just uh, growing and healing, and then a few years later. I started attending at Caring Community in 2007, and that was right after I had become a Christian. Uh, And we were married at Caring Community uh, in 2010. Then not too many years after that, I felt a call to go to seminary. So really coming to seminary, Caring Community had a lot to do with that. It was a place where I learned to discern a calling on my life, and so it's had a huge impact on my walk with Christ. I was very broken and lost when I came to Caring Community, and when I left, I was completely a new creation um, because of the Lord and because of the love. Now we are eight and a half years in the seminary, uh, a few more to go, and um, we have four beautiful girls. I think that our hope for a caring community in the next 40 years is that uh, it would be a light shining in the darkness of a broken community. We wish we could be there, and uh, we certainly hope that the 40-year 40 40 year anniversary celebration of caring community uh, is a blast, and we look forward to seeing you again sometime soon. In the near and Jason Stark. All right. All right, so this is D.L. Patton. D.L., I'm going to ask you, when did you start coming? I started coming here in 2009. Uh, my son, Zach, had invited us to church many times. He'd been coming here with uh, Todd Turner and the Turner crew and his friend Josh, of course. So he said, yeah, Dad, you, you should come to church with us. He said, you really like the pastor. And uh, he's like, he's got a sense of humor. It's funny. He uh, likes fishing. He likes, shoot, <laughs> likes shooting guns. He said, oh, that's really neat. And he said, oh, and also he said, Craig Turner goes to church there, Todd Turner goes to church there, and Ed Zona goes to church there. And I said, that's really neat. I said, so he's funny, he likes to fish, he likes to shoot guns, and he performs miracles. (laughs) So I thought, I better check this place out. And I did say that. My, My son, Zach, he was probably about... 10, 12 years, I don't know. He was maybe teens. And he said, Dad, people don't perform miracles. God does. Oh, wow. That's awesome. He had the message. That was pretty neat. That is pretty neat. So what has Caring Community meant once you got here? What has it meant to you? Oh, it's, uh, me and my son, Zach, got baptized July 4th, 2010. So about a year after we start, I started coming here. And uh, so that's obviously been a huge change in my life. That's given me faith, too, because... Uh, that with not just the congregation, everybody's so great here, so nice and generous and supporting. Um, but also in the pastor, um, give me faith in the pastor. I've always had faith in God, but not always in the pastor. And it's just to see his genuine 
um, ministry and, and just everything he does um, has just been so, so blessed for all of us and our family. So, And then, um, of course, it's been a lot to me and my wife for our marriage. It's made that stronger, our, our kids' faith stronger. Um, my son, Zach, and Alexi was baptized here. My uh, oldest daughter, Pastor, Bap- or Pastor married her. And uh, Kathleen also did the music there. And then um, my son, Zach, was the first one since the renovation to get married here with Pastor. So hopefully we get the third one. <laughs> so it's been great for our family, though. And can you tell me what you're looking forward to, what vision you might have for the future? Yeah. So I'd, uh, there's some tough shoes to fill here, no doubt. But I'm sure God has us covered. You've got to have faith in that. And uh, just like to see us keep going forward, growing the congregation, keeping the same philosophy and everything that's, that's been behind this church that's made it such a fun place to be and such a, such a close relationship with God here and and just it's just been amazing and I just want to see want to see that continue and continue to grow. This is Cheryl Wilrick and Cheryl has a special position. She's our I don't administrative assistant. Do we have volunteer a coordinator? Volunteer coordinator. That's a position. All right. So Cheryl, when did you start attending here? Um, August of 2009. And can you tell me what the church has meant to you? The church has been a family spiritual home and anchor for us. Our kids were young adults at that point, and, um, you know, those are difficult years. So that's been a, a true north for our family. And then can you tell me some of your vision, your thoughts, prayers for the future? My personal hope and vision for our church family is that we will continue to feel a burden for our neighbors and continue outreach into our community and each of our communities, because we don't all attend from the same community, but that we will continue to reach out and be in mission every day for the lost in our communities. Thank you you very much. This is Josie Turner. Give you the microphone. Josie, when did you start coming here? I started coming um, July or August of 99 because I remember we went to the UP. Well, I don't remember, but I remember you telling me when I was born. So about how old were you? Oh, like zero. Zero. Yeah, you were yeah, a baby. She was a like baby. <laughs> younger. I brought for scale, but like, you know, <laughs> little, yeah, not so old. So as a child growing up and now as an adult, what has caring community meant to you? You know, you've been flooding me with memories all morning. And then you're supposed to say what caring community church means to you. And really what it means is that this is my family. Because I was raised in this church. My grandparents went here, both sets. My parents, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, my siblings. It is my family, and everybody else here has turned into that. So it is home. It is where I feel safe. It's where I feel accepted. And it's where I grow the most. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, So 
I know you're not always here because you've grown up and you've spread wings and you've flown. But what would you maybe wish, what would you pray for this church? I pray that parents and grandparents and everybody will just bring anybody and love on them here. Because that is what we're all about, I feel like, is just accepting whatever age or whatever circumstance you're in and loving on you and showing you the love of Christ. So, amen. amen. And I just, I want to see that for all the children that we have because I think that me growing up here and having the foundation and the fundamentals of religion, like, and my Christianity has just, it has helped me more than any of you will ever know. Thank you. This is my beautiful daughter, Angelina Dickinson. And Angie, can you remember when you started coming here? Um, I had to double check with Ruben, but apparently it was 1996. It was 1996. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so can you tell me about what caring community you have attended since 1996 consistently until current, so 25 years. Can you tell me what caring community has meant to you? Um, I was thinking about it, and the thing that sprung to my mind is that um, caring community has been a very consistent element in my week, and uh, particularly over COVID, I realized just how much that was a ground for me, that it really secured my week, and that it did anchor me in the Lord to come and worship together in a group of believers and to hear what Pastor brought for us um, and to be able to digest that through my week, and I really, really missed it when I was gone from it, and it was still good to hear the message online and all of those kind of things, but being amongst believers is becoming more and more precious to me, especially the more I feel that the world rejects believers and rejects Christ and turns away from it. Being in a group of believers week after week after week is, like, priceless. It's something I refuse to give up because it's so meaningful to me, and that this is the place where I want to be. These are the believers I want to be around um, that know me and love me, and I love them, and that's what it is meaning to me. It's a it's, it's ground. It's solid ground. So as a young person who has a lot of future ahead of you, what would you pray? What would you hope for the ch- vision of the church? Um, the thing that I really hope the most for for Caring Community is that we continue to expand beyond the walls of the church and beyond the property bounds and go into the community that's hurting and that's needing. And we bring back people that look like us and people that don't look like us and people that speak other languages and people that um, need help, people that need love, people that need medical care, people that need education, and that this church and the fantastic believers that are here um, use the, the gifts that the Lord has given them to supply those needs and really just make this a place where the community comes in and feels safe and embraced and is diverse and beautiful and that's that's my biggest and dearest wish for caring community beautiful thank you all right well let's enjoy some more slides okay am i on i am now Okay, so we're on the fourth and final decade, which is 2011 to 2021, and that saw us in 2014. Um, Pastor Steve led us in a book series, well, in a series that was a book called The Blessed Life, and um, this resulted in complete transformation of how our congregation looked at tithing. 
Um, we increased our weekly giving over 50% for quite a long time, which is really awesome, you guys. And then we have sustained 35% increase since that book. And I think that's something to be really excited about. And then in 2017, the ladies started a group called Caring Connections. And that's um, a ladies' ministry where we meet the third Thursday of each month. And we have a different event or theme each month. And it's really something where we want to grow our ladies in their relationship with Christ while at the same time growing our relationships with one another. And we have a blast. (laughs) Share some food and... So then, and also in 2017, Heaven's Least Ballet was started. Um, So it's ballet classes, and then I believe other forms of dance also. And uh, their real emphasis has been reaching out to the community. So as Angie shared, I think that's really critical. That's their vision to really reach out, and they've made it very affordable. And um, it's been very popular. I appreciate that. 2019... So this is where I say it again. The men's ministry started. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. Not sorry. Um, The men's ministry began, and they call themselves the Band of Brothers, and they have been an incredible group of men. And they started with monthly meetings, and they also do service projects. And if you guys see our playground today, we need to shout out the men's ministry. That is just one thing that they've done. And it's incredible. It's like they had this vision, and like two weeks later it was done. I know it really wasn't, but really, really, really a bunch of hardworking men who really love the Lord. So I really appreciate them, even though they were a couple years behind. Um, And then in 2020, um, our Caring Closet started. And what that is, in case some of you don't know, it's a a foster family closet. And what we do is we have uh, clothes, mainly infant clothes. I don't know, Molly can share how many, how, what age that goes up to. But it's for foster parents that are beginning that foster journey. They get a call, they have a child. It could be 2 a.m., it could be 10 a.m. But there's somebody that answers that phone that meets them here and they get into our closet and get them all the supplies they need to get going and start out with that baby. Diapers, formula, bottles, clothing, everything. And that's what a blessing. And that really is an outreach to our community. So I really appreciate that. So I would like to, oh, we have a video first. Miss Allison. We have Allison Butters here. We have Allison Butters here. Could you tell us uh, when you first started attending? I first started attending Caring caring Community as a baby, so my parents started when I was young, took a break um, through college and early marriage, um, and came back in about 2015. It's always just been a good family environment where, um, you know, we can be challenged. What would you say is your favorite part of Caring Community? Caring Community has always been my family. I grew up here. It's just always felt comfortable for me. I have friends here that aren't afraid to um, challenge me in my spiritual um, life. I have been on the planning team for the women's connections group, which has been an amazing way to connect with the women in the church. One last thing, what would you like to see Caring Community look like in the future? So 
it's really important to me that we keep that family um, aspect here, and that's um, important for me and my children to learn about God and to be in an environment that is safe for us and um, supportive. But I would like to see more um, outreach, you know, um, and that could be within these walls or outside of these walls. Thank you very much. We appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. Okay, Mr. John Yerku, when did you first start attending? Well, we started earlier and we took a little hiatus, but then we came back in 2011. Okay. And can you share what caring community has meant to you and your family? Um, it's meant a lot because as we came here, our children came here, and they go to other churches now, but they had the grounds here for a family. And I think that reaches out to a lot of people, that family here, but it also reaches out to other families where it may not be here, but we set the ground for them to go to other places and to serve the Lord as well. Awesome. And what would you like to see Caring Community's future look like? I'd like to see the Caring Community reach out, but I want to make sure that we expand the children's. I think we need to have the children's ministry expanded because one word, one story will reach that line forever. And I think that's where we need to go. Amen. Thank you, John. Okay, and Molly Riddle. When did you first start attending, Molly? I started attending the women's ministry before we started attending church. So I started attending the ministry, I think, in like 2017, maybe. And then we started actually coming here the end of 2018 um, after we had Lucas. Okay. And can you share with us what Caring Community Church has meant to you and Carlos and your family? You know, my answer last year would have been really different than this year. A lot of you know the struggles we had in our family with Carlos, and it's just been, like, heartwarming, I guess. It's just so nice to know that you are loved, even when you don't feel it every day, and how the church is just able to just step up when they see a need or know a need and just wrap you and just cover you in things you didn't even know you needed. So I think it's been great for our family just to feel that extension of family is what this church is for us. That's awesome. And as usual, what would you like to see the future look like for Caring Community? I have two ones that I just learned over the last day. So I would like a pull-down ladder from this attic up here. Um, Rachel almost lost her life trying to get um, decorations down. And then we got a little bit drenched out on the sides. So I'd like to see some gutters there because the water was just pouring down. So those would be my two from just the past day. But those be- are literal things. While but-, I was, but while I was planning, I would just like to see more outreach for like younger families so our kids have other kids that they go to school with that they're not alone so i'd love to see younger families come into the mix of caring community awesome thank you okay Lori hollenbaugh would you share with us when you started coming um i i look back and it seems like we've been here forever but i believe it was the Spring of 2015, um, Mike's mom was getting sick at that point in time, so we were um, back and forth, and we started to come here regularly after his mom passed away. 
um, because I looked up and there was Pastor Steve and Diana. And it just kind of said it all because this place is home. And the family and the relationships and um, I look out and everybody touched somebody somehow in this church. And you don't see that in every church. And uh, anything that can drag Mike away from fishing and hunting is a good thing. (laughs) So I think you went into the second question, but do you have more to share what that church has meant to you or was that? Um, This church is our home. Um, It is a creative outlet. It gives Mike something to do. Uh, He likes to mow. So that that keeps him occupied. Um, There's so many things that this, um, I think in the past year, I think this church has really hit home how much it, it centers me, it refreshes me, and it allows me to go back out into that yucky world and make a difference. So, Thank you. What would you like to see for the future? Um, I want one of those lifts because if you've ever tried to decorate up high and you're okay. vertically challenged and that ladder is like four times size you are, um, <laughs> Uh, seriously, um, I just want us to grow and touch others like all of us have been touched and be able to make that positive difference in such a dark world. And um, we've got so many visions that kind of got shut down by COVID that um, I, I'll see happening. And it's really cool to be a part of that new beginning. Um, it's not really a new beginning. It's just a, a succession to a very successful, very not going to go down that road. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'd like to introduce to you Molly Weber. She doesn't want me to ask questions, I think. She's got it all written down. I'm a planner. On target. So I'll ask you when you first started coming, and then you take it from there. Yes, so um, myself and my husband started coming 2016-2017. I know one of our first services we attended in a barn somewhere. (laughs) But you weren't married yet, right? We weren't married at that time, nope. So when I get asked what this place means to me, I kind of have to start at the beginning. So prior to me coming here, I did not attend a church on a regular basis growing up. Um, So when we got engaged, we decided to set out on a journey and find a church that we could both belong to and raise a family in. Um, We set out on a journey, and after about eight months of going to numerous different churches, we attended a service here, and we have yet to leave. Um, The reason we have yet to leave is because, like what so many others have said, it's the family we've found here. Um, So to speak to that... When Owen and I did get engaged and got married and been and were introduced as a new couple here, everybody was rooting for us, supporting us there as resources as a new couple, and that meant a lot to us. Then later, when we got pregnant, I'm emotional too, so forgive me. <laughs> um, when we got pregnant and um, everybody celebrated with us, um, cheered us on, our pregnancy did take a turn for the worse, and it was very difficult, and everybody just stopped and prayed, and that touched us to our core. So then when we got to introduce our Millie, who you've all heard all day long back there, (laughs) it was kind of a thank you to everybody for praying for her, praying over us. And then again, in the past year, um, I'm a nurse, so I lived and breathed every second of COVID. Um, Everything you read about, heard about, I dealt with face to face. 
and I can't tell you the amount of times people reached out and said, I'm thinking of you, how can I pray for you? We weren't attending church, yet so many people were reaching out to us and supporting us behind the scenes, and to that I thank you all. So for the future, what I hope is that we can continue this. I I hope that we can continue to be these family members to each other. I hope that we can continue to call this place home. I hope that we can fill those classrooms full of more babies and raise up this next generation with this same mindset so that whoever else walks through those arms or walks through those doors are coming into open arms and are being accepted the same way Owen and I were. So I thank you all, and I look forward to the future and to continuing to being a family member with all of you guys. Thank you, Molly. And now we have Miss Rachel Smith. So, Rachel, when did you start coming? We started attending um, in uh, summer of 2018. Okay, 2018. And can you share with us what Caring Community has meant to you and Jason and your family? It has meant family, an extended family, a sisterhood, a brotherhood, and um, it has just been, it's just a beautiful group of people here. Awesome. And we'll skip to the future. What do you see for the future? What would you like to see? Well, I have a whole Pinterest page for this, for ideas. <laughs> All right. Can you no, share but, just a few? Yeah. Well, seriously, though, uh, I, my heart is for the youth, and I really, really want to see that grow and see all the teens inviting friends and want to be here, and that's that's where I see us in five years. That's awesome. Thank you. And I will say, Rachel is leading our youth group right now. And we all know that that's an answer to prayer as well. So, um, Pastor Steve and Diana are going to share with us in a moment, and that's probably one of the most critical moments for all of us. But before that, Chris Conrad has sent a video. He's our regional superintendent, and we want to just take a minute to hear what he has to say. Hey, Pastor Steve and Diana, I just want to celebrate with you on 40 years of ministry there in Albion. And I just want to say to both of you, to, to Pastor Steve and Diana and to Caring Community Church, to both of you, I just want to say way to go. Thank you so much for all the ways that you have collectively given and sacrificed and been so very faithful to make sure that the gospel message is heard and is experienced by people Yes, in Albion, but around the entire region. Thank you for the ways that you have continued to help people understand the difference that Jesus Christ can make in their lives. I just want you to know that I celebrate you. You are heroes in my mind. I think so highly of you. As a matter of fact, kind of like what scripture says, every time I think about you, I celebrate in my spirit and in my soul. But all the ways that God has used you and is continuing to use you to help people's lives be forever changed by Jesus' love and by the sacrifice that he made on the cross. So again, I celebrate with you. Thank you so much for all that you have done. And I'm believing that God's got amazing things in store for Caring Community Church. That just as this wonderful foundation has been laid, you know, by Pastor Steve and Diana, I believe God's going to continue to do tremendous work in the future. So, thanks again. So wish I could be with you today. I pray that you would sense God cheering you on and saying, way to go. Have a great day. Okay. Uh, according to my script, 
Um, I'm supposed to provide a pastoral perspective on all four decades. All right. How many of you have heard me preach? Okay. Um, I just want to say a couple things. First, as Kathleen said, I know we've gone long. I get it. We don't need to talk about it again. You only do 40 years once, and this is it. All right? If you take exception to that, see me afterwards, and we'll talk out back. All right? Um, The other thing I want to say is there's been a lot said about us personally. And we are humbled by that. Um, I want to acknowledge that what's happened over the past 40 years could not have happened without Diana. And it just wouldn't be that way. You guys don't often think about it. You talk about the sacrifices we've made. Uh, Many of you have not had the chance to meet our daughters, Nicole and Jessica, and they're right there. Stand up, would you please? I know you love this. All right. None of you know the sacrifices they made so that Diane and I could be available for you guys. And I just need you to know that. And the other thing I want to say is all of this today is a result of a lot of people working really, really, really hard. All of them have other jobs and lives independent of this, but they've worked really hard to make this happen. So enjoy it, celebrate it, and relish it. And it's been hinted at several times. You may not have been in some of those pictures. You may not have been there at the Methodist Church or at the Holiday Inn or for the Victory March. You may not have been one of those dozen people with paint rollers painting this facility for the first time. But that's your history. We're here today because year after year after year after year, volunteer people literally gave their blood their sweat, their tears, their time, their talent, and their treasure to make this possible. And as has been said repeatedly, until Jesus comes, our work isn't done. And it literally is our prayer that all that's happened for the past 40 years, as great and as challenging as amazing as it's been, is just barely establishing the foundation. Those of you who attend regularly have probably heard me say, when I look back at those pictures from the early days, there is no human reason why Caring Community should have made it for a year, let alone for 40 years. That is the grace of God, and that is his desire to see lives change. Trust me, there are lots of great churches out there. That's awesome. Our calling is to make the most of the opportunity we have to be a part of this church for the season that it's our church. I understand people come, people go, people pass away. That it's going to happen. But as long as you're here and as long as this is your church, make it your church. Put your blood, sweat, tears, time, talent, treasure to work, not so caring community church is great, not so Pastor Steve and Diana looks good, not so the next pastor looks good, but so that lives will be changed by the transforming power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's 
what we're about. We're going to sing in a minute. The slide here says, Great is thy faithfulness. He has always been faithful, and he will always be faithful. And if we invest ourselves, he will be faithful to generate fruit. Anything you want to say? All right. Some of you know me really well, and some of you are just learning to know who I am. But I want to tell you, for those of you that have known me over the past 40 years, there's one thing that has not changed, and that is the crinkling of paper. (laughs) Those of you that have allowed the children to crinkle the sucker papers (laughs) and the other papers, you adults who have been crinkling papers, I've been doing everything I could to not have a breakdown in the front row. But I just want to let you know, I mean, uh, that's serious. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> but I do want to tell you that serving here, there have been some really tough times. But they have been glorious times. And one thing that has gotten us through is that we really, truly know who God is. And we have done our very best to help you to understand who the Lord is. And If you're not sure the difference that God can make in your life, then you come talk to us because we know how to make that happen. And we've done our very best to help you know how to make that happen. And if we haven't gotten that message through to you, then we need to talk a little bit more. Because that's what we've spent 40 years of our lives dedicated, and I mean dedicated, to making that happen. And the same goes for the rest of you. And there is nothing any greater that you can do in your life than to make God the center of your life. I don't care what, what avenues you choose as far as a line of work or anything else. If you don't put the Lord center in your life, you don't know what joy really is. You can seek out all other kinds of things. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how many children you have. It doesn't matter about any other thing. If you don't seriously understand what it means to have Christ in your life, you're really missing out. And I can't say anything more than that. To dedicate our lives for 40 40 years. Do any of you know what that means? Forty years of blood, sweat, and a lot of tears, a lot of tears, means that there was something really important that we were dedicating our lives to. It wasn't just a fluke. God grabbed a hold of us. And when he grabbed a hold of us, he didn't let go and he still hasn't let go. And I know that we're retiring in a couple of years. I mean, a couple of months. So maybe I'm not quite ready to go yet. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm just saying, I know he's not done with this, and I I will not be done preaching. So my poor grandchildren and children, hang on, because I'm still preaching. (laughs) They know it. I still preach at them. But you know what? I know God's not done with us, and we'll continue on, won't we, baby? So thanks for allowing us to serve you. I also have more on my script. Um, It's almost time. Uh, Immediately following the service, I need the LBA members to head out to the lobby uh, because we got to have a photo op with the cake out there. 
Uh, then after we're done with the service, there's food in the green room. So you go out this door, turn right, and make your way down to the green room, then make your way out to the uh, tent where there will be drinks. Uh, the obstacle course will be up and going. I think it might even be dried out by now. And uh, adults, it's on you to keep an eye on your kids. And uh, just please make note of those things. And again, look forward to visiting. There's a story for every picture that was up there. So if you want to hear it, you'll have to track me down and get the stories. All right? Okay. You going to sing with me? What? Oh, is it ready? Okay. All right. Well, we've based our lives on God's Word. It's amazing to me that there are no books that have existed as long as God's Word, the Bible. And there's a reason for that. He wants us to apply it in our lives because that's the thing that makes a difference for us. From James chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, it says, "Every I want you to think about the gifts that you have in your life. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father, from the heavenly lights, who does not change. God doesn't change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth. Now, I don't mean just physical birth. He gave us physical birth. But he chose to give us spiritual birth through the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. A first fruits. That means his very, very best. Lord God, we want to praise you and thank you for your great faithfulness through these years. Faithfulness to our our families thank faithfulness to our church body lord god faithfulness in so many ways that we can't even recount them but we thank you lord god we thank you for your goodness for your love for your mercy we give you glory for all that we experienced with each other today pray that you would bless the food bless the meal lord god bless the fellowship bless our time together this afternoon in jesus holy name amen